Hi, welcome to the episode 29 of the Abbey Normal Podcast. I am your host, Saucy Miss Sauce Sauce. What? My name's Colin. And I'm Leah. How's it going, everyone? I hope you all are having a great day out. It's sunny over here, even though it's probably cold outside. I haven't been outside yet, so... Yeah, it's a sunny Tuesday afternoon in December in Rochester, New York. This is kind of like a last-minute episode because, literally, we were trying to figure out what to talk about. So we had a friend to, you know, consult with to figure out what we can do. I mean, we come to this conclusion. We were bouncing off ideas amongst ourselves, and then we reached out to a friend and asked on her opinion on what she would like to listen to. Because she's been hyping up our podcast for the past week now and it's been really awesome to have her support and she's a good friend i've known her for a couple years her name's aaron ingrid yeah we're dedicating this episode to her thank you aaron thank you aaron you're cool (laughs) yeah and go check out her instagram and twitter it's i believe aaron ingrid photography yeah and uh she does take good photos i've uh, she's took a picture of me once or twice and she's done pretty good artwork i think yeah pretty good artwork too yeah no she's like you she just posted a picture today. She did a, a recreation drawing of one of John Cleese's iconic uh, photographs. Oh, okay. Was that when he was in Monty Python? It was one of those photographs? I don't know what it's from, but it, it looks really good. I'll it check it. it looks, I'll, I'll check it out. It looks so, yeah. pretty realistic to the actual photograph. But uh, what we're going to do today, folks, we're going to do another remake debate. Um, today, we're going to discuss... Both the 1988 film Child's Play and the... 2019 eight, remake. Was it 19 or 18? 2019. It was 2019 because yes. that's when we moved to our place. Yeah, so yes. the summer of 2019 remake of Child's Play, which starred the voice of Mark Hamill. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, this is going to probably be the first remake debate where I actually shit all over the remake. Thank God. Because this was like... In my personal opinion, it was the worst remake I've it ever It really seen. was, and I'm truly happy that you're agreeing and, with me on this. And that, and Mark Hamill and Aubrey Plaza are probably the only two good things about this remake. That's why I try to give this movie a chance, but really this movie has no chance in hell to even be a good movie. Yeah. You know, especially its premise, its scenes, just everything about it just screamed horrible. Yeah. <laughs> it put the horror in horrible. That's what it was. Like I mean, like we said earlier, this is going to be a very impromptu last-minute episode. So if it's short, not that long, or not that detailed, we're sorry. But I, we haven't seen this, the original, or not the original. We have the original. We've watched the original a hundred times. Definitely through my whole life, I've watched the original. And we the watched the sequels. remake. We watched the remake one time. And I've seen multiple reviews, multiple uh, videos about it, and... People do give it praise, yes, <laughs> but you know, I, me personally, it went so far off from the original source material that it, if it didn't have the child's play name and the good guy doll look, it would have itself as a standalone movie probably would have done more successful. Exactly. But when you, I feel like that it's it's the same thing with Halloween Three: Season of the Witch. S- Season of Witch was much better than this remake. Well, no, I, that's, I that's so. the thing. Yeah, it's it's a good concept for a movie, but because they put the Halloween title at par with the franchise itself, mm-hmm. that's why it didn't do so good. Because it, it's missing that Michael Myers character. It's got that 
misguided concept of oh this is part of the Halloween franchise this is going to be another Michael Myers movie but then it you didn't watch turn out it that way. and there's no Michael Myers to it like I said as a standalone movie it would have done a pretty good job like if, if they was, just dropped the name and the premise was still good but if they just dropped the if, name if it would have been fine if they kept the premise and just titled it Season of the Witch that's what I'm no, saying that's no what I'm Halloween to, three that's what I'm trying to tell you yes yeah it would have been a good standalone movie. Just like with this, if they had dropped the Child's Play name and gotten rid of the good guy doll look, if it had been a completely different look, or even just, you know, the concept of smart electronics. Yeah. And because like, this like one is all more based on electronics, you know, instead well, of... Well, it's, it's got this AI concept where, you know, we, we use technology every day to our advantages. You know, we use it to keep track of... Our schedules, we use it to kind of maintain and run our households in a, in a sense. Yeah. What would happen if they just decided... To turn against us? Yeah. It's one of those movies where technology for once is turning against us. And what if that happened in real life? Yeah. That would be terrifying. That alone would have been a good concept for a movie. But when you mm. add the child's play name and the look to it... Uh, it's just, it's, to me, I didn't like it. That's why I don't I, try to you know, buy too, that's why I try not to be too much gadgety now these days, because I feel like, what would you trust, honestly, when it comes to to gadgets or, like, like you know, electronics? Yeah. So, you know, especially, that's why I don't buy robots, because <laughs> I feel like the robot would probably choke me out if I didn't know any better. Yeah. Or, and also, I got to say with this, too, that, I got to say two things. Yeah. One this movie was so bad that honestly, the the third Child's Play movie that came out in 1991, I did not like that movie that that well. I 1988. Thought, no, no, no. The third Child's Play three, yeah. the one that came out in 1991. Mm-hmm. That movie, literally, I that was out of all the franchise movies in that one, I did not like that one. But compared to that, to the remake, I actually liked Child's Play three better. You know, compared to that. Yeah. And not only that, and two, if if the Chucky doll, the real Chucky doll in real life went to the movies and go see this movie, it'd probably take a huge shit on it. Because mm-hmm. that's how bad this movie is. So, I know we've already kind of, already went ahead and shit all over the remake, but let's mm-hmm. go in order back to the beginning. Let's go so, back to 1988. Yeah, let's talk about the original first. So, and the it was... original Child's Play was released on November 9th, 1988. Oh, it my. has a runtime of 87 minutes long. Mm-hmm. Its budget was $9 million. And at the box office... That's not it, bad. At the box office, it made $44.2 million. Wow. Um, it was directed by Tom Holland, and I'm going to go ahead and go into the ratings. So, on IMDb, it got a 6.6 out of 10. Uh, Metacritic got 58%. 81% of Google users liked this movie. And as I mentioned before, I don't usually talk about Rotten Tomatoes, but Rotten Tomatoes gave this a 71%. And let me read its review, because when we get into the remake, I had a good chuckle. So, Child's Play occasionally stumbles across its tonal tightrope of comedy and horror, but its genuinely creepy monster and some deft direction by Tom Holland makes this chiller stand out on the shelf. So, I gotta give it that. It's got an interesting concept already, because mm-hmm. back in the 80s, how would you make a doll seem scary? Well, they already did that and, with with the the um, the movie that came out a year before that, Dolls, which Tom Holland actually loved that movie and it had kind of helped him inspired him. 
Well, not only that, but apparently the Chucky doll itself is based on a real-life haunted doll called Robert the Doll. Mm-hmm. Which is, I, I want to go into it in a different episode because I feel like that it, itself could be a whole new episode along with the Annabelle story. And it takes up a lot of research to get it right. So it's based on a real-life concept of a haunted doll, murderous doll on top of it. And in the 1980s, you had to get creative with, okay, how are we going to take a doll that seems innocently enough and make it a killer? Mm -hmm. So they went with the concept of, okay, the serial killer who practices voodoo. Mm-hmm. is going to transfer his soul as a last-minute attempt to cheat death into mm-hmm. a doll. Into another body. Into a doll. Well, he wasn't thinking of it first. Like, he got shot in a toy store, and he was sitting there dying, and he didn't he didn't know what to do. He was freaking out, and he was trying to find a way to still live. And then he saw the doll, but and he was like, this is a great idea. Chucky, by the way, is Charles Lee Ray was acted and voiced over by Brad Dourif, who mm-hmm. would go on to be Chucky for... The entire Child's Play franchise. For a good amount of decades. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And in, in the Cult and um, Curse of Chucky movies, he's still, he still brings it. He was Chucky for, like, what, three decades? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, before, uh, before someone else took over. But, yeah. But We're going to get into that later. But also, but... he is coming back, too, as Chucky for the um, Child's Play TV show that's coming out next year. <gasps> Ooh, that's going to be interesting. And Brad Dourif had no problem doing it. So That's good. Yeah. Brad Dourif is a cool fucking dude. And you know what? And I got to say, I give the... I, I want to say something about the director, Tom Holland. Not the child actor who plays <laughs> Spider-Man, but the original Tom Holland before that. Mm-hmm. He was a great director, and especially in a lot of stuff that he directed. And I would like to name a few movies that he directed that I loved. Yeah, just to kind of give you an idea of who Tom Holland is as a director and what he's done in the past. And he's done a lot of horror movies. Like, think about it. He's done Fright Night 1 and 2. He's done Psycho 2. He's done The Beast Within. He's done Thinner, which is a great movie. Thinner was a good one. Class of 1984, great movie. He's done uh, Cloak and Dagger. He's done even the remakes. He's done the Fright Night 2 New Blood, which actually wasn't bad. And also, Tom Holland did say uh, recently in social media and everything online that he was actually going to be making a brand new Fright Night and bringing back all the original actors. Ooh, that's going to be interesting. Except for Roddy McDowell because he died years and years ago. Mm-hmm. Well, a couple years ago. Plus, the, and I wanted to get into some of the actors too, but Alex Benson uh, plays Andy Barkley. Yeah. Barkley is his last name. And he was actually in a um, um, one of the Chucky movies a couple years ago. Yeah, he, he comes well, back actually as... both of them, yeah. He comes back as Andy in the Curse and Cult of Chucky movies. Yeah. As an he, older cr- yeah. Andy. Mm-hmm. Cult is, of Chucky and Curse of Chucky. Was yeah. It? Yeah. But Curse came first and then Cult. Yeah, he was in the yeah. ending credits in that... He was in like a post... Or, yeah, post-credit yeah, post scene, scene in and, Curse of Chucky, and then and in Cult of Chucky, he actually had more has of a, a role. Yeah, yeah, more of a role in that. But yeah. still, the fact that they brought him back to play Andy as an adult mm-hmm. is really cool. I like that concept. And then um, Chris Sarandon plays Detective Mike Norris. Brad Dourif, like I mentioned, does the voice of Chucky, and Catherine Hicks plays Karen Barkley, who's Andy's mom, and. Like I said, it's got a good concept. It's got a great idea on how to make a killer doll come alive. And I think it's just, it, it, overall, it's a good it's a good horror movie. And when I was a kid growing up and 
knowing about the Child's Play movies and seeing even just the bits and pieces as a young kid, I was terrified of the idea of a killer doll coming to life and trying to attack me. Like exactly. that that instills the fear of killer dolls. Before Annabelle and all that, that was the original killer doll concept. And I like it. It's mm-hmm. it's chilling. But what are your thoughts? My thoughts on the original? Yes. Um I like, like what do you what do you like about the original? I like the original because even though there have been a few doll movies that came before it mm-hmm. this doll movie had a little more personality i mean the dolls movie itself that came out the year before that was by i think that was made by charles band who was part of the uh, full moon pictures movie corporation it was a great movie but with this one it showed more of a personality and i think it was the yeah. first time to see a killer doll that had more than just moved around and just do like a lot of those type of moving features yeah he had a voice and he had a personality and i think that's what it is is that you you can be sadistic but also be also be charismatic yeah and that's what i think a killer should be it's it's definitely way more suspenseful too and and especially in its killing scenes because we don't actually see chucky come to life till like the second or third act of the movie yeah after all is said and done with the first what two or three kills yeah and people start to suspect that andy is the killer mm-hmm. hope is like lost and everything and i always and liked, then, yeah and then like the reality starts to set in that maybe it is the doll but i know? always and, like his motives of why he did what he did well yeah he killed he killed the the babysitter because he thought she was a bitch like he was yeah. trying to watch the news report on which that was fucking hilarious that's yeah why he did that that was that's a it's a very iconic kill too oh, it is and plus it was actually on the on movie posters of the movie when it was first coming yes. out i actually just i saw that movie poster as i was looking up my and i love that movie poster that's actually my favorite and yeah. it was actually on originally on vhs boxes when it first came mm-hmm. out too that was the and then they changed it to just having the doll with the knife and just mm-hmm. looking down that way not to mention like like i said before you even no, or before they even show Chucky come to life, all we had were the point of view shots of him running around through the houses and stuff. And, you know, like it's almost chilling in a way because you know if we didn't if we didn't already have a feeling that Annie was an innocent kid, not knowing what was going on or not knowing who these people were and what Chucky's actions were mm-hmm. affecting, I mean, we could have probably suspected at one point or another maybe it is Andy and he's yeah. just faking it. But it's the doll, you know? Yeah, like, and I think the great thing about this is, is too, is, like, with great... With 80s movies, they were always known for animatronics. Yeah. Like, uh, 80s movies have some of the best animatronic scenes in movies. And Child's Play is definitely no exception for me, because I love how what they did with it, how they came up with it, and just... It feels like it takes a lot of time, but it was worth doing it. Mm-hmm. And not only they did animatronics, but they also used... Uh, stunt doubles. They yeah. use, they use miniature miniature people. Like um, they use a little person as a um, yeah. In the scene as, where Andy's, as Chucky, yeah. yeah. In some of the scenes where Andy's in the asylum for yeah. kids, and they show Chucky like sneaking into his room. That scene where he's like walking and climbs mm-hmm. up on the bed. That's a little person or a kid in a Chucky costume. And then there's a scene and, that I know where he stabs Chris Sarandon in the mm-hmm. leg. 
and you could see the smile on his face, but it was a mask, and he was running just like, you know, a normal person. And you could tell that was a, yeah. a scene with the same thing. Yeah. Because so, yeah. even, like, I mean, like you said, animatronics back in the 80s were pretty good. They still came a long way before Very... they actually were able to, like, move fluidly like a human. Yeah. You know? Because I know you can do things so easily now, especially with, you know, CGI or computer technology, and which, you could do that quicker and cheaper, but... Which a good portion of the remake is based on, I just want to add, but we'll get into that a little while. <laughs> yeah, and just, I just like the animatronics better because it's just like, sure, it takes a while longer to get it all you know together and fixed up and everything but i think just the more raw grittier scenes like that are just better yeah i for me it is because that's what i grew up on yeah and and like i said some of the kill scenes are raw and gritty like Mm -hmm. like um not karen what's her friend's name that the first kill barbara no it's not barbara i can't remember her name but but they are some great scenes for sure yeah, for sure. And, I mean, it's it's really cool. Oh, Maggie. Maggie's the name of the character. I okay. was there. I was almost so, there. So Maggie's kill scene is pretty... It's it's raw. Yeah, it's raw, and, gritty, and nasty. And, like I said, as, as we go on and on into the movie and all the different kills and everything... And that's another thing. Unlike the remake, mm-hmm. the original has more creative kill scenes. Exactly. I mean, Maggie gets pushed out a window. Mm-hmm. Eddie gets blown up in uh, the house. The the guy who taught him voodoo. Yeah, he, he, he used he, a voodoo doll to yeah, kill him. He used a voodoo doll. He, like, r- r- broke his leg and everything. And then he. And the doctor in the hospital. That's another creative kill scene. Oh, yeah. So there were some very creative kill scenes in this movie. Yeah. You know, especially for a first movie. If you're going to do a first movie of anything, you have to come up with innovative ways. And it is like that. It is consistent like that throughout the entire franchise. Mm -hmm. Chucky never just uses a knife. He always uses something to his advantage. Just like Freddy or Jason or any other killer, there's always innovative ways to kill someone. And they always come up with something new. I find that funny, considering in Bride of Chucky, Tiffany even points, like, pokes fun at Chucky's use of a knife. Yeah. And she's like, drag yourself into the 90s. Stabbings went out with Bonnie and Dahmer. You look like Martha Stewart with that thing. <laughs> like, bitch, have you not been here for the last four years? Yeah. Or eight, ten years? Yeah. However long that was? Well, 1998, That was that's when it came yeah, out. Yeah, ten years. So ten years. So, yeah. He's done other things besides using a knife. Yeah. And besides, he actually came up with a creative way when she said that, after that, while she was taking a bath, he throws a TV into the bathtub. Yeah. Yeah. Her death scene was more creative, too. Yeah, so suck it, Tiff. He he is the most improvised killer in all of horror movies. Not only improvised in killing, but improvised in his dialogue, in his one-liners. He comes Mm -hmm. up with some of the funniest shit, too, especially for saying stuff before they die. Oh yeah, yeah. I my favorite, um, I think it's the third one, but after, it's his first kill when he kills the CEO of the good guy company. Yeah, and he's like, "No one fucks with the Chuck." Yeah, and I'm like, "That's awesome." Oh yeah, that was I a great. It. It's a great comeback for him to come yeah. back after all that. Um, it's awesome. And just, one guy even died from a heart attack in that one. I, just, I didn't even. He didn't even need to. Do anything. Uh, my favorite one is in the first one where the doctor is trying to 
um, calm Andy down and trying to get because they're yeah, in the surgical room and he's trying to he's, get him to he's do something. He's in an electroshock therapy Electro- room and he's trying to get him to calm down. And then all of a sudden, Andy tri- or no, not Andy. Can I talk? Well, Chucky trips him and puts the headband around the doctor's head. And then he says this. He was so nice about it too. He was like, "Hi." How's it going? And he th- says that, and then he shocks him and kills him. Mm-hmm. And I think the 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 mixture of that and him laughing just kind of like horrified me. It's like it's scary, but not scary, but yeah. it's still pretty. It's scary in realistic terms. Yeah. Especially when you kill someone and you're going crazy and you're laughing like that. Yeah, that kind of scared me. I know, but, and that's the thing about Chucky, the original Chucky, that made him terrifying is that he was so human-like in his personality that it was almost, un- it's unbelievable, but at the same time terrifying. I could just see Andy but, having a lot of therapy after oh, the, that whole time. situation. Big time. You know, I, mean, I can I can see it. Yeah. It ruined sure. his life. Like yeah. that, that doll ruined his childhood. Yeah. So that's and why even, Yeah. Even that girl Kyle from the the second movie, she made an appearance in that um I think it was post credit scene in Yeah, Cult but of she Chucky. was in the picture. She was in a, a Well, she was in a picture in the photo frame, yeah. In the Curse of Chucky post credit scene, but well, in the post credit scene of Cult of Chucky was after she in it? Yeah. In post-credit scene in Cult of Chucky, because in Cult of Chucky, Andy goes to the uh, mental hospital where mm-hmm. Nika is. Yeah. And he gets trapped in there by one of the Chucky, or I think, I think the- Nika, after she gets possessed by Chucky himself. Yeah. She locks him in the padded room. And they show in the post-credit scene, Chucky's head is still at Andy's cabin. And then yeah. Kyle walks in. Oh. And I think she says something like, you know, Andy sent me, you know, to play with you. And she, like, starts fucking up with his head and everything. I think it's just so cool. Oh, shit, that was Kyle. Yeah. Holy shit, that kind of... Now I want to yeah. watch that post credit scene now and call well, it Chucky. Fuck. I know. And I... I know I have Curse of Chucky on DVD, but I don't I think I have Cult of Chucky No, on but DVD. I think Cult of Chucky is still on Netflix, I think. It would be cool if it was. Yeah, because I, cool. I know it was for a while. I don't know if it still is. And if nobody ever noticed this, no. or in general, but Nika in Curse and Cult of Chucky is played by Brad Dourif's daughter, Fiona Dourif. Yep, exactly. And I think that's just, again, really cool. I love everything about the Child's Play franchise, the original. It's just... It's so good. But now as there's... As its, own, as its own original, yeah. you know. But now there's one movie that you don't like. Again, or... like, the only remake I cannot stand. And it's the 2019. Let me get into the details first. <laughs> so, it's release date. And this is only in Russia. I couldn't find the original release date in the, the U.S. But in Russia, it was released in January 20th. 2019. Its runtime is 90 minutes long. It was directed by Lars Klevberg. I think I'm pronouncing that right. It had a budget of $10 million, so about $1 million more than the original. Yeah. And at the box office, it made almost about the same. It made about $44.9 million, whereas the original made 44.2. Yeah. Um, on IMDb, it got a rating of 5.8 out of 10. Ouch, but mm. I'm not bummed about that. What's it called? Wait, what did it say? It had a percentage of what? 44? It, it had a 5.8 out of 10. Yeah. 
It got a 48% on Metacritic. And on Rotten Tomatoes, it got a whopping 63%. Hmm. <laughs> Sorry, that's just me being petty. I'm going to find that review, too, because I just want to see what they had to compare with the original. So according to Rotten Tomatoes, Child's Play updates an 80s horror icon for the Internet of Things era with predictability, gruesome, and generally entertaining results. I don't know about that. Now, Rotten Tomatoes has a different type of percentage with most movies. It Mm -hmm. has a tomato meter, which is what the critics behind Rotten Tomatoes give it, and then an audience score, which is what the general public feels about this. And audience score is about 57%. Like I said, it goes so far from the original source material that it doesn't seem like a remake. It's just, it's retelling the story, but completely different. And, I mean... Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of remakes that do stuff like that, but they don't drive too far from the source material, mm-hmm. original source material. Exactly. This one is like, okay, we're going to take the killer doll concept, but we're going to make it like one of those artificial intelligent electronic ones, like an Alexa or a Google Home or whatever. And we're going to rearrange its hard drive so that it's... a completely wiped out system Mm -hmm. you know and it's you know derived of any emotion or sense of common sense and like good or bad decision making and i mean i will give it this if it had been a standalone movie where it i mean we see this throughout the the remake but when (sighs) andy has chucky and he's going Mm. about like he's showing him all these different things and Chucky's picking up on this as, like, he thinks this is, like, good behavior. Like, stabbing a knife into the wood. Yeah. And when they watch the Texas Chainsaw Massacre scenes, like, the killing scenes, he thinks that, okay, if they're laughing at it, then that's a good thing. It's kind of like when it's... A, yeah. Same. And his friends are teaching him, like, certain phrases and stuff to say to people. Like, he thinks that that's good because they're laughing and they're having a good time. It's like a mind of a child. Yeah. Like, you know, you don't teach teach a child a lot of these things for a reason. Yeah. Because they might find this good and might find this actually appropriate when you're older and do it that way. No. Yeah. No, you don't teach them cuss words. You don't teach them things about, like, horror movies and stuff like that or killings and think that's okay. Yeah, that's you, don't dis- you don't display certain behavior that could make them grow up into doing pretty bad things. And that's life, why so. I can see a parent's point of view in that. Yeah. You know? Like, I I get that concept, and it's a good way to kind of show the development of bad behavior. And it's one of those nature versus nurture concepts in people, and especially, like, in people who grow up to be serial killers. Mm -hmm. Like, when you look back in their environment, because there's a lot of people who grow up to become that way who probably come from a bad home or bad background. But then you have, like, other people who come from a good background, yeah. who still end up being serial killers for one reason or another. Yeah. One thing I also hated about the remake was the scene where he killed the cat and he recorded the killing of the cat to Andy. I fucking hate that shit. Yeah, I can't, It yeah. pissed me off so much, and I'm like, fuck you. It's just one of those things, you know what I mean? And in this concept, like, I get it, 
it's a good way to go, mm-hmm. but not for a child's play remake. If you're gonna flip the script in a completely different direction to the point where it's a standalone movie that almost has nothing. Like, here's the thing. The only similarities between the original and the remake are the characters' names mm-hmm. and well, essentially their roles. Because you have a Karen Barkley, who Aubrey Plaza plays, and Andy Barkley, who's a little older than the original Andy Barkley. Mm-hmm. You have a Mike Norris, who's a cop. And you have a Chucky doll, who's essentially a buddy electronic service companion. Yeah. It's 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 the same characters and their roles. It's just they're played out differently. And this one, it deals with more technology than a doll like in the 80s. Like, mm-hmm. you know, because those were just practical dolls that make noises when you pull the string or whatever. Yeah, like, like the good guy doll in the original Child's Play. He had, like, three phrases he would say. Which So if yeah. he ever said anything that was out of character, you know, like, that's your that's your red flag right there. And you know those dolls are based on the actual doll, the buddy dolls. Yeah. Yeah. The my buddy doll. Yeah, my mm-hmm. buddy, my buddy, wherever I go, he goes. Yeah. yeah. Those. The remake also has a lot of 80s references. Like, on on the Buddy doll, its index finger glows like E.T. Yeah. And he uses it to kind of control other Buddy electronic. It's got a lot of 80s references. Like, I mean, as a nod to the Star Wars franchise that Mark Hamill, who does the voice of Chucky in this Mm -hmm. remake, Andy tries to name him Han Solo, and he completely debauches the idea and goes by Chucky. Like, he, (laughs) he asserts that name as, like, his own. That is so funny, too. It's funny, but it's like, man, you must really not like that movie, huh? No, it's not that. He loves that movie, actually. Yeah. But but Harrison Ford hates it. Oh. He's always hated it. He, he, whenever people talk about it, he's like, oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's just, he's he's just like, yeah, even the the Star Wars uh, um, holiday special. Mm Harrison Ford will never talk about it because he even said that was the which, worst thing. I, I to, wonder which movie franchise he worked in actually is his favorite. I'll be surprised he, if it's Indiana Jones. He likes Indiana Jones better. Oh yeah, yeah, it's Indiana like, Jones. He likes it better, and he's like he was super excited about them filming the new one that's going to be coming out. Oh yeah, yeah. So he said he's more excited about that, and he's just like he was just, even even the very beginning when Star Wars was coming out with Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. He was just like. Can can he just die? Like yeah. he said that, but they kept him coming. But yeah, I mean, going back to the. But I digress. Yeah, going mm-hmm. back to the remake though, it's got an interesting concept. I I just don't like the fact that they felt like like with Halloween three season of the witch, they thought that by taking that concept and inserting it into the Halloween franchise that it was going to make a lot of money, and it didn't because it didn't have the Michael Myers image to it. With this, they made roughly about the same, if not less, than what the original made. Yeah. And... It'd be bad if they did. As as a standalone movie, with like I, like I said, I feel like if they had taken off the, the Child's Play name and had changed the, the good guy doll look on its own, it could be a really good movie. Because mm-hmm. we, we hear it all the time in, in the news and the media, but technology can essentially be our downfall someday. If if an artificial intelligence ha- hacked into our smartphone devices or 
things like that. It can essentially ruin us in a way where who knows what could happen. You know, and this just this is just an example of what could be if in the wrong hands, for sure. But I think, too, if you're going to use the Child's Play name as, like, a cash cow to make enough money that you think it's going to be a success, it's not. Unfortunately, it's not. In my opinion. But that's just me. I just don't think that this was a good remake. I don't like that it, it went completely far from the original source material. That it's not even... Like I said, there's so many differences... Very few similarities, mm-hmm. and it doesn't retell the story in a way that audiences. I mean, I feel like current audiences, like kids and teenagers of today, mm-hmm. will definitely look at technology differently and be like, "Yeah, we're probably relying on technology a little bit too much. Maybe we should just lighten up on the screen time and tr- really try to focus on the things around us a little bit more." Yeah, I like it. I like if it did that for audiences, but. Honestly, I don't think it does. That's why with with this movie that came out, they really had to kind of like make up for it and do it justice because of this shit. That's why they're coming out with the TV show. And I feel like the TV show hopefully will make it much better. Yeah. It will do it justice, and especially for the Child's Place franchise. Because mm-hmm. this movie did not help it at all. I feel like if anything, it definitely made a crack in it. Yeah. A little crack, but it's okay because it's not the same. It's not. It's not Brad Dourif. It's not the actual Child's Play. It's just. Kind don't of, get me wrong. Mark Hamill is an amazing is. voice actor. He is a great actor he and is, voice actor. Period. He is an amazing voice actor. I mean, as the Joker, he was amazing, and as I mean, we also know him from the Avatar: The Last Airbender show. Plus, when he, he was. The, yeah, yeah, plus he was in the original Flash TV show, and he was in the remake. He was, I think, he was called the the, the jokester. Or no, um, the Killing Joke. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the Flash, hon. Okay. The Flash. The Killing Joke. You're I'm right. Like, no way, that's a wrong superhero. Movie. Honey, you killed the joke. Mm-hmm. Sorry, <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, it's it's just one of those I'm a, things. I'm that, gonna look it up right now. Sorry, folks. Like I said, very rare do I ever hate a remake, mm-hmm. and this one I absolutely hated. And I get, like, I understand the references from 80s pop culture. I understand that, like, and in a way, now that we're in the holiday season, one could probably argue that the remake is a holiday movie. In the same sense that Die Hard is a holiday movie. Shut up. (laughs) Yeah, we're not going to get into that kind of debate. We're not going to, because that will make me mad. (laughs) But, yeah, it, it, the remake takes place around... Like Black Friday and all that good stuff. But another thing, too, I wanted to bring up. I don't know how to explain this. And I'm sorry if I don't get my words right. But you know how, like, Chucky builds this friendship with Andy Mm -hmm. to the point where he gets jealous if Andy spends time with other people. Or if he feels offended that anybody hurts Andy's feelings or makes him upset. Why Why would Chucky, or how would Chucky, who's a robot, develop negative emotions to the to the point where he... Because that doesn't make any sense to me. The whole point of technology is that they don't, they don't feel. Like, they can come up with ideas and general thought, but they can't feel anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it just, it, that concept doesn't, I don't know. Maybe I missed something in the opening scene when the guy was... Rearranging his like hard drive and 
you know, disabling the whole factory settings and everything, but why am I petting your beard? It feels nice. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, anyway, so, so yes. Are, <laughs> why am I petting your beard? Did you have any more to add on? I found the information. Mark Hamill did play the villain in the Flash 1990s show, The Flash, where he played... Jesse Montgomery Jesse. Anyway, James Montgomery Jesse, better known as the Trickster. And he came back in the remake show, the reboot show of The Flash, which the, sh- the show itself is a great show too, and he came back as the old Trickster. Mm-hmm. So, I just him as alone is not only as a good guy he's great, but he can also play a perfectly good villain. And I think that really comes to show a man's talent when you yeah. can play both things. Mm-hmm. So that is my final thought on Mark Hamill and uh, Mark Hamill as the as Chucky, but also as a, as a voice actor. As a voice general. actor, but also my final thoughts on Child's Play is that if you like the remake, that's fine. That's that's on you. You know, mm-hmm. it's you know, especially if you haven't seen the the other ones. But honestly, go see the original Child's Play series. Go watch all of them and see what you think. Because yeah. if anything, you have to watch the original in order to watch watch it first in order to watch the remakes. Yeah. And my final thought is... Blah, blah, blah. I mean, I'm sorry for shitting all over this remake. Don't if, be. Don't, if, don't say if sorry. If people genuinely like the remake, then good for you. But if you are like me and you appreciate the original for what it was, that's my opinion. That's yeah. just my final thought. The remake was not as good as the original. And mm-hmm. it went so far from the original source material that... I don't even know if you would consider this a remake or just a reboot. And that's why I don't like it. Because it really just went away from the original premise of it and stuff. And I know sometimes you should do that just to kind of keep things refreshed. But with this, especially the legacy of what Child's Play represents, I feel like you have to still go with the source material Mm -hmm. a little bit. Yeah. That's why... I was frowned on by this, but also there's a lot of cringeworthy moments in that movie that just kind yeah. of bugged the hell out of me. And I yeah, was like, some, like, some of the phrases that Chucky says in the remake, like "this is for Tupac." Yeah, like th- that. Where when um, they try to hide the kills that the that the little doll did, and then like the all the, like the, the, the head. Yeah, and then the yeah. son tried to hide all that. It was so like those are so fucking cringy. Oh. Like I'm sorry, but like if you find shit like that in your room, hide the shit better. Throw it in a yeah. trash can. You're in New York City for crying out loud. So yeah. Yeah, be a little bit. Don't don't try to throw it out in the dumpster of your own fucking building. And plus, not only that, where, where the yeah. mom of a cop lives. Although I was just genuinely ticked off. About yeah. this remake. Yeah, but it, it ticked you off that you got like such a headache or something. I remember there was something about that. I hated it. I just didn't like it at all. You're like, I want to go home. (laughs) No, I'm like, this sucks. Yeah, it really was a sucky movie, and and I can't believe that I paid all that money just to see that. But it's okay. It's just lesson learned. Honestly, lesson learned. I think it was the same lesson that I learned when I watched the Hellboy uh, Hellboy reboot. When, it, when that came out about a year or two ago. And that movie fucking sucked too. Yeah. I tried to give that a chance. But no, it ruined it for me. Yeah. You want to wrap that up then with this? Yeah, I want to wrap okay. it up by saying that... Here's my final thought. Uh-huh. That the movie was made in... I know who gives a shit, honestly. But I feel like, if especially if you're going to film this, film it where it's originally from. Because I think this movie was made in New York... Like, the setting of it is in New York. And then the original setting of Child's Play is in Michigan. Yeah, in Detroit, Michigan. And if anything, keep it with that. Because I liked it when it was actually filmed in Michigan. And plus, the settings in the city that Mm -hmm. were in the original looked a lot better. 
Yeah. And so, if anything, film film your movie where it's originally from and not in another state. So, that's all I'm going to say. And hopefully by next this coming weekend we'll have we'll be ready for a more holiday appropriate remake debate or episode where Exactly. Yeah. Hopefully we'll be ready. Actually there's a movie I wanted to talk about. You and me should actually watch this and discuss mm-hmm. it because it's not a remake movie or anything. It's just a movie all of its own. Mm-hmm. And it's so fucking funny too. What? It stars Bill Goldberg. It's a movie called Santa Slay. And, oh, yeah. and it's such a great movie because it's so funny and somewhat serious, but it's a little more like like on the goofy end. But it's a lot more. But it still but it still has a lot of freaking kills. Like yeah. it has a lot of great kills. Well, it's what? a great movie, and it's by the wrestler Bill Goldberg, who stars yeah. as the like the the folklore of Santa. Yeah, and he's angry. But I want to get through Black Christmas first because we Fine. watched we've watched the original, and from what I heard, there's two remakes. I'd just now, rather just watch the one. I want to get. I mean, I want to watch two. Then you watch. Then you buy the second one. Then. Well, let's see what happens when we get paid. That's all I have to say. All right, fine. But I want you and me to watch Santa Slay, and I feel like it would be a great discussion movie. All right. We'll you know. do that after Black Christmas. Cool. Because if all you people want to hear Santa Slay, which I know probably half of you have seen it, half of you don't, but if you want to hear us talk about it, send comments. Yeah. But and any, then before we yeah. wrap it up, uh, make sure to follow us on have- Twitter, in- Instagram, and Facebook. This has been a episode of the Abbey Normal Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Bourne. And I'm Aaliyah. Signing off saying, this is the end, friend.